Welcome to the Nourish Babes podcast. We're your hosts, Bella and Madison, your go-to besties for all things women's wellness. We're here to help you balance your hormones, heal your gut, learn how to eat, exercise, sleep, manage your stress, break free of diet culture, and get confident as fuck about your own health and healing. Let's dive into today's episode. Before we dive into the episode, are you subscribed yet? Nourish Babes podcast monthly paid subscribers receive access to two to three additional podcast episodes per month, which are longer, more in-depth, and more specific than our free episodes, exclusive discounts and offerings, and also the potential to be featured on one of our case study episodes, where you send in your health concerns and we spend a whole episode sharing our personalized diet, lifestyle, and supplement advice for you. So are you ready to subscribe? If you're listening on Spotify, click the link in the show notes or click the lock icon on Spotify paid episodes. If you're on Apple, click the link in the show notes. On Apple, these episodes are actually hidden from your feed. Once you're subscribed, you will gain immediate access to past and future subscriber episodes. So we hope to see you there. Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Nourish Babes podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking all about living in alignment with your menstrual cycle. So let's just preface it with, have you ever noticed that some weeks you just feel on top of your game? Like you feel so confident, you're super energized, and you just feel on top of the world. But then the next week, all of a sudden, you feel just so tired and hungry with lowest self-esteem, and you just want to lay in bed and cry. Well, if you're a biological woman, there is absolutely a reason for these fluctuations. So in this episode, we're going to cover the aspects of living more in alignment with your cycle. We'll explain some of the different, we'll explain the different phases of your cycle, your strengths, vulnerabilities, supportive foods, exercising, and so much more. So before we get into it, we just want to note that in this episode, when we refer to women, we're talking about biological women, but we absolutely acknowledge that not all people who identify with as a woman have menstrual cycles and not everyone who has a menstrual cycle identifies as a woman. So we just want to preface that before we get into this episode. Okay, so when we typically think about the menstrual cycle, we usually think of our period, right? That's usually what comes to mind is when you are bleeding. But the truth is there's so much more to each week and even every day of our cycle beyond when we bleed. Yep. Our hormones actually change from week to week, causing shifts in our body's physical, mental, and emotional state. As women, we are cyclical beings and follow not only the daily 24-hour circadian rhythm, also known as the wake-sleep cycle, but also a 28-infradian rhythm that's ruled by our hormones. So a circadian rhythm is what regulates the sleep and wake cycle for all living things on Earth roughly every 24 hours. For men, their hormonal cycle is within this Mm 24-hour period, with testosterone being highest in the morning and lowest in the evening. On the other hand, infradian cycles are cycles that last longer than 24 hours. Some examples include migration, hibernation, seasonal rhythms, and of course, the 28-day menstrual cycle. Yeah, I just think it's super interesting that our society is literally built on 
men's cycles. Like we just have like a day to day thing. Um, I've heard about like, uh, what is it? When you get drinks cheaper, happy hour is like afternoon and in the, not at night, but kind of that time when men are winding down and their testosterone's coming down and why we like wake up super early in the morning and start work immediately and blah, blah, blah. It's all usually based off men's 24 hour circadian rhythm. So that's just super interesting. Again, our current culture totally exists on this 24 hour cycle and we just totally neglect the natural shifts in our 28 day cycle. We are totally different than men. But we're often expected to be like little men. We're expected to keep going, keep pushing, keep creating, keep making things until our health usually gives out and we fall apart. And that's when we're like, okay, something's wrong. Yet we still just overcommit and overextend ourselves and expectations are just so high. So what is this result of overcommitting? Well, usually physical deterioration. So all the symptoms of that women struggle with like heavy, irregular, painful periods, infertility, low sex drive, and even more extreme symptoms like PCOS, also known as polycystic ovarian syndrome, fibroids, which are abnormal growths inside the uterus, and endometriosis, which is like tissue growth on the outside or inside of the uterus. So usually it results in physical breakdown of the body, but also like shame and guilt and that feeling of stress and overexertion. And so instead of like overcommitting and trying to fit our bodies into this 24 hour box, why don't we learn how to align our lives whenever possible and just become more aware of our 24, 28 day uh, menstrual cycle and live more in alignment with that. So why are so many of these symptoms on the rise? As Bella said, it's just this overcommitment to this 24 hour cycle. They in and day out, you're doing the mm-hmm. exact same thing every day. I like to think of it like the sun and the moon, right? The sun yes. rises. Yes. It's like that's, that's very masculine or that's a very masculine cycle. Whereas women with, yeah, your menstrual cycle is way more like the moon. It changes day to day. So we really believe that one of the main reasons why so many women are struggling with a lot of these symptoms is because women are clearly never taught about their cycles. I was never taught about, I mean, I just, again, when I hear the word cycle or menstruation, I think of just like the time that you bleed. That's literally it, those couple days. And yeah, we're never taught about the different phases of our cycle, how it works and how to even tune into those things and Mm -hmm. what it means in certain phases of your cycle of how you're feeling or your emotions or your energy. And we often tune out what our bodies are trying to tell us. That is a huge one. Mm -hmm. And we often ignore or just don't understand our cycles until something goes really wrong. Yep, absolutely. So what's the solution to this? Well, it's living in alignment and honestly just becoming aware of the different phases of your menstrual cycle. When we start becoming more aware and we start living more in alignment with our cycle, we can actually build our energy and feed into our energy, not continually drain it. We feel so much more confident in who we are. We feel more comfortable in our bodies. We definitely feel less stressed. This is so true for me and actually get more done in less amount of time. Uh, We can actually enjoy our work and our pleasure so much more. Uh, We can release that pressure to be perfect, especially all the time. And we just 
have a way better understanding of why we're feeling the way we're feeling. Yeah, if we better understand our cycle and how it works, we can have better periods, more energy, better relationships, more productivity, better communication, and a better life. So the whole purpose of this episode is to find joy in the fluctuations of your cycle and use it to your advantage and no longer fight against it. Mm -hmm. We also think it's super important to mention that it's impossible to fully align your life with your cycle. For example, ideally we would be recording this podcast during our follicular phases or right around ovulation, but that's not the reality because that... I'm a few days into my luteal phase. I think you're in your ovulatory. I think I'm almost in my ovulatory phase. Yes. But again, right, it's hard to align everything to your cycle. But um, rather than getting obsessed about it, it's just more important to be aware of it so that you can try to align your life to your cycle as much as you can. So before we dive into the details of how to align your nutrition and movement and productivity, to our cycles, we first need to understand how our cycles work. Absolutely, and we'll go more into the hormones in each phase, but basically there are four phases of your cycle. We usually start by talking about the menstrual phase, and then we go into the follicular phase. From that, we go into ovulatory, and then technically the last phase is the luteal phase, but some people rearrange that differently and start with the follicular phase and end in the menstrual. But anyways, those are the four major phases that we're going to be talking about. Um, also, there are two major hormones that fluctuate throughout your cycle. So estrogen and progesterone. And these hormones are what changes and makes and gives us our 28-day day cycle. So these hormones affect your appetite, your energy level, your sex drive, your productivity, and literally so much more. And when you intentionally support each of these phases, your life literally becomes so much easier and more understandable. So with that, we're now going to go and into depth on each of these four different phases, what happens hormonally, um, what season it's similar to, what foods to focus on, kind of, um, vulnerability, strengths, considerations for your productivity, exercise, social life, and our own aspects of each. Okay, so the first phase is your menstrual phase. So this is essentially the first day that you bleed, starting with day one. So both your primary sex hormones, estrogen and progesterone, are at their lowest at this time. Your body is shedding its uterine lining. The first few days, your energy is typically low as your body is focused on releasing, but towards the end of menstruation, you may feel your energy start to increase. So the menstrual phase occurs on cycle day one to six. Of course, can change depending on the person, could be four to five days could be a little bit longer but one to six is ideal so as far as the moon phase so menstrual phase in regards to the moon it's very similar to the new moon right new beginnings kind of a rebirth shedding of old things shedding Mm -hmm. of old patterns so new moon new moon is the moon phase as far as the season the season that the menstrual phase is similar to is winter So your hormones, again, are at their lowest and you're shedding your uterine lining similar to how you might feel on a cloudy, snowy day. You might feel like Mm -hmm. you want to stay home and rest. There's a lot of, your body's doing a lot of work Mm -hmm. and it's a time to just go inward and yeah, very similar to to winter. I think of it as like 
your body has to work a much harder in winter like to stay warm and to keep going like in this cold winter snowy day and there's still a lot to do but you just definitely don't have that high energy the days are shorter and Mm -hmm. it's a perfect analogy Mm -hmm. yes so as far as food considerations so first we to start we don't think it's helpful to only eat specific foods during certain phases of your cycle Mm -hmm. There are so many lists out there and people talking about this, like you have to eat certain foods in your menstrual phase mm-hmm. compared to your luteal phase, where there there can be some truth to that. But we think it gets kind of complicated because as you'll be able to see, it's there's a lot of different layers to every single phase of your cycle. And so it can be kind of complex and create maybe more of a little bit mm-hmm. of an obsession with it. So that said, we're going to make recommendations throughout, but really the main thing that changes is the amount of food that you are eating Mm -hmm. um, and maybe even the cooking methods. So first and foremost, note that the foundations apply during every single phase of your cycle. You want to focus always on the fundamentals first, eating at least 100 grams of bioavailable animal protein per day, always pairing your protein and carbs together, eating quality saturated fats, all the same nutritional foundations apply throughout all of your cycle. Mm -hmm. And we have more information on episode two on our Nourishing Mm -hmm. Nutrition Foundations, where you can learn more about kind of those nutrition foundations to always focus on during every single phase. Yes. And of course, trying to limit vegetable oils and ultra-processed foods always is a great idea. Yes. But in more specific recommendations, the menstrual phase is a good time for warm cooked foods, right? If you think about... Your body's doing a lot of work. You just want to really replenish and focus on easy to digest, warm, nourishing foods. Things like red meat can be particularly helpful. Salt, something like nettle tea or bone broth, lots of warm tea throughout the day. And sometimes your appetite can tend to be a little bit lower. I know for me, it's really low on like day one and day two. So I'm not eating as much, but I'm still trying to eat enough and eat consistently enough. Absolutely. I've, I think consistency for me on my menstrual phase is huge because my appetite definitely goes down. But if I don't eat like smaller meals more consistently, I notice that my period cramps come up because period cramps and stress hormones are totally related. So if I go too long without eating, I'll notice my cramps start acting up. So warm, simple meals, the yes. way to go. Simple, simple. Yes. Yeah, and that's also a time where I'm not, like, wanting to make a bunch of fancy meals. I'm just, like, I yeah. want something super simple, quick, yes. easy. Rice and meat. Yes. Sounds great. Yes. So, as far as exercise considerations when it comes to the menstrual phase, again, we know it's super trendy right now to only do certain exercises during certain phases. I, again, I think that's very complex. Yes. And there are, like with food stuff, there are just some fundamental things that you want to focus on when you're focusing on movement. So I like to think of, I like to think of movement in like a pyramid, right? So on the bottom, you have like your gentle daily movement. That is like the core foundational piece of movement. And this is things like walking, gentle exercise, yoga, like your gentle daily movement. Um, on the middle is kind of strength training. So two to three times per week doing some kind of weight lifting. And then at the very top, some really intense cardio sprint sessions, high intensity interval training, you know, like one ish times per week. So 
I kind of like to use that as like my foundation and then I mm-hmm. kind of layer in some of the the different considerations when we're talking about the different phases of your cycle but regardless those you know you should be doing some kind of gentle daily movement on a day-to-day basis there should be a couple days a week that you're doing strength training and if you have the energy doing some kind of more intense cardio can be great so speaking in regards to the menstrual phase during cycle day one and two i really just focus on getting some type of gentle movement in i'm not feeling like doing tons of strength training i'm not feeling like running or doing crossfit or really intense cardio so really focusing on slowing down and it doesn't necessarily have to be every single day of your cycle i know again for me day one and day two i'm like i just want to chill i'm gonna go for Mm -hmm. a walk that's about it Mm -hmm. but honestly outside of that um you can add in whatever you feel like doing if you want to do more strength training or more so when you get into kind of your ovulatory phase which we'll talk about that can be another that can be a great time to do get in some more like cardio sessions I love it. For me personally, day one and two, I don't do anything. I lay in bed the yeah. whole day and like do the absolute bare minimum. But definitely like the end of day two, day three, I found it so helpful to get, especially just a walk in yeah. for the day. I also find that my period is shorter when I walk. It's like it's almost getting stuff moving, moving and mm-hmm. making the blood flow out of me quicker. And so if I'm just laying for like five days straight, my period will be so much longer than if I start doing some gentle movement towards the end. Yes. Love it. So let's get into more of like productivity and social life. So productivity, again, I would say day one and day two, maybe even day three is pretty low. You really want to rest and chill if you can. Um, I love Bella when she, you know, when she's on her period because she just like, she's like, I'm not doing any work. I'm not hanging out with anyone. It's just like, this is my day to rest and do nothing. Yeah. Since I can create my own schedule, I always, especially day one and two, because day one, I actually don't bleed a lot. I just kind of like feel blah and day two is like my bleeding day where I Mm -hmm. go to the bathroom probably 10 times a day and just like bleed it out. So I really try to just do nothing or because I create my own schedule, totally completely take the day Mm -hmm. off and maybe do just the absolute bare minimum. Mm -hmm. Yes. So if you can, low low productivity on the first couple days of your cycle. Yes. Because your energy is, your energy is going to come back. Your productivity is going to come back. And we totally acknowledge that not everyone can do that. Like people have jobs and they still have to go to work, but you can somewhat plan ahead and prep for that and make small adjustments so that you're not so busy and burnt out on those days. Yes. So as far as your social life during your menstrual phase, this is just a time to chill out and be either alone or with people who don't drain your energy. Again, your body's doing a lot. It's like... there's a lot of energy going into menstruation and it's a time to just chill out and be alone and I like to focus more on -on one-on-one interactions during that time because I'm not feeling as social I'm just feeling kind of like I want to be with one person who doesn't drain me um, of my energy because my energy is all already pretty limited so as far as some vulnerabilities during this phase during your menstrual phase, you can be a little bit more emotional, have a little bit low, lower energy. Pain obviously can be something that you're dealing with and just overall feeling a little bit sensitive during this time, which all of these are 
okay. It's just good to be aware of like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I might be feeling a little bit more emotional or sensitive during this time. And then as far as strengths go, this is an amazing time for introspection, reflection, and really listening to your intuition. So your right and left brain communicate better during this time. So this is a great time to journal and reflect and just be more kind of go inward, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of, you can kind of be in your head a little bit more and like process things and reflect and yeah, it's a great time to just do more like self self work self reflection I love that um two things I want to mention one is like throughout your phase and I talk about how this is one of my favorite parts but like folliculars you get a project started ovulatories where you really talk it out luteals when you finish it and then as you finish that project and go into your menstrual phase it's a great time to like reflect on that project or reflect on the past month and like what went what went well what didn't go well how can you improve more really interesting to just be more intuitive and reflective also i read somewhere that um women often break up with their boyfriends more often in their menstrual phase because of that right and left brain communication and your intuition is just so Mm -hmm. much higher whereas during your ovulatory phase you're just like i love everyone everyone is so great whereas if you still like your boyfriend during your menstrual phase that's a good sign that he's probably a keeper and if you don't maybe that's something to keep in the back of your mind yeah I love it so much. So now let's move on to the follicular phase. So as your period comes to an end and you will enter the follicular phase, during this phase, estrogen is slowly on the rise. So your uterus responds to that rise in estrogen by thickening or rebuilding the uterine lining in preparation for ovulation and a potential pregnancy. So with this rise in estrogen, you may feel more creative and inspired to take action after that low energy you felt during your period. Again, this phase is approximately like six day six to day 12, but again, this totally depends on you and your personal cycle. So when it comes to the moon phases, again, men reflect the sun and women reflect the moon. And so the follicular phase is technically considered like a waxing moon. So you're going from that transition from a new moon to a full moon. So you're gaining energy and gaining strength. When you think about it compared to the seasons of the year, your follicular phase is considered the spring phase of your cycle. So estrogen rises, you begin to like blossom and bloom like a spring flower, ready to start creating, planning, and just having that like fresh new energy, which is always so fun. I love that feeling of like ending my period Mm -hmm. and you're like, I'm ready to rock. Such a spring feeling. As for food goes, again, we don't necessarily recommend specific foods for each phase of your cycle. That can get really overwhelming really quick. But um, overall, I know this is true for me, most women generally eat less during this phase and typically have just like a lower appetite um, because our metabolisms are just not as quick as other phases. And if you enjoy raw foods, this can be a better time to consume them. Foods like fresh salads, fruits, smoothies, again, totally depends on your digestion. I know in my follicular phase when it's winter outside, I definitely don't crave these types of foods, but 
if it's middle of summer and I'm in my follicular phase, I definitely can see myself gravitating towards these foods more. As for exercise, you can definitely prob- you can definitely tolerate more aer- aerobic and cardio exercise more in this phase than other phases. That said, intense cardio exercise can be super stressful. So if you're struggling with high stress hormones or low thyroid function, you may not really want to consider cardio in this phase. But again, you know your body best, so you are intuitive on what your body needs. But if you can handle more cardio, aerobic exercises, things like biking, dancing, hiking, even that like vinyasa flow yoga where you're mm-hmm. moving through those poses a lot, all of those can be very beneficial. But I even still think strength training can be great. Like a lot of those charts don't include strength training in this phase, but if you're feeling that way, I know you said you feel that way, that that can be super supportive. Yeah, with weight training, I feel like I, because I weight train every single week, and I feel like I hit more PRs or personal records in my follicular, follicular phase. phase. Yes. Interesting. Or menst- like later, Menstrual. you know, day five of my cycle. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Okay, so when it comes to productivity in your follicular phase, again, productivity is probably one of my favorite aspects of living in alignment with your cycle but your follicular phase again it's springtime it's very creative and inspiring time of your cycle so I like to think of it kind of like a fresh start and so like getting a project started I like to start new blog posts whenever I write blog posts I try to schedule them around my follicular phase because you just have all those your ideas are bouncing off and you just have so many ideas. So planning out a project for this month or planning all the information for what you're gonna do that month is this is a great time for that. You can do lots of research and just like gathering background information. Again, just because you have so much high energy and your thoughts are going back and forth and it's just a great time to get things started. Uh, When it comes to social life, totally a fun time to go out, go on a first date, go on dates, hang out with your friends, things like dancing, going to a bar, anything that's like in a big group setting. We were talking about how we just sometimes we don't feel that at all, but this is definitely a time where we feel more confident and comfortable in a bigger group setting. It's also interesting with the bars is that you can actually tolerate alcohol a lot more, a lot easier in your follicular phase compared to something like your lodial phase. But with all that said, of course, we always have vulnerabilities throughout each phase of our cycle. So this phase, because you have so many of those ideas bouncing around and you have so many thoughts, you can quickly get overwhelmed. And I noticed that during this phase is when I struggle with anxiety. Definitely not like a lot of people struggle with anxiety in their luteal phase. I am totally more anxious during this phase. And I think it's because your estrogen is so high and everything is like rapid and back and forth. So there's just so many big ideas. So when that's happening, just take a step back and I just try to remember what is the next best thing that I can do. Like I just need to focus on one action, collect myself, step back, focus on the next best thing and help you move forward. So overall, great strengths during this phase, creativity, planning, big ideas, starting new projects, spring energy, super fun. Love it.
Yes, the follicular phase is fun. Yes. I remember when I first learned about this, uh, I had such a hard time. I mean, it was so helpful because once I learned about how much creative energy I had coming out of this phase... Yes. Or in this phase, I was like, okay, I'm doing all my content. Yes. It's like, no wonder I feel so inspired and like had so many different ideas. And because I would try to create content like every single day or every mm-hmm. single week. And there were some weeks where I was like, I cannot. There's yep. no creative juices flowing. I don't even know what to say. I can't write down anything. Like there was just, it was hard. Yes. Once I learned about this in, uh, when you first, especially when you, when I met you and we yes. first started, you started teaching me about this I was like oh my god this makes so much sense why I am so creative and create all of my content in least like one week mm-hmm. and then I put put two and two together and was like yes. yes this is why so many creative juices flowing I also think that during this phase for me I have a harder time sleeping because I have so oh, me too like absolutely not that I have racing thoughts but I just have so many different creative ideas during this time it's Crazy. Yes. And when I like wake up in the morning, I'm like awake, ready to, go. ready to go. I'm like out of bed. Whereas in other phases, I'm like, I want to sleep for another hour. Yes. It's so fun to learn though. Yes. Okay. So the next phase is ovulation. So ovulation is literally the entire goal of your menstrual cycle. Yep. If you don't ovulate, you will never experience any of the other three phases. So during the ovulatory phase, your estrogen is at its peak. And once levels are high enough, your brain brain gets a signal to release what's called luteinizing hormone, which causes the release of an egg into the fallopian tube in preparation for potential fertilization. Mm -hmm. So with estrogen at at its peak, along with a spike in testosterone, you may feel like a superwoman, Mm -hmm. so energized, so motivated, and ready to get it on. Mm Mm-hmm. So the ovulation phase usually lasts between cycle days 12 to 19, but again, varies person by person. So when it comes to the moon phase, this is full moon energy. Yeah. So intense, lots going on, just like, yes, full full moon energy during this time. The season that it's associated with is summer. If you think about summer, it's like... There's the days are long, mm-hmm. you're social, outgoing, there's a mm-hmm. lot of like heat and fire and yes. energy. Absolutely. Very much summer vibes when you're ovulating. As far as foods go, you also might notice that you tolerate more raw and fresh foods during this time. Your digestive fire is really high. It's a great time to consume more of those raw, fresh foods if you're craving those. And then as far as exercise goes, this is typically when I'm like, I want to go like to CrossFit or go sprint or like hike a mountain or something really, really intense because I have so much extra energy. Mm -hmm. So this is an amazing time to do some kind of high intensity interval training or sprint work or strength training and hit some insane like personal records. This is an amazing time to do that. And then as far as productivity goes, again, this creative energy that was kind of building during your follicular phase is still there. Your creative energy is really, really high. You also, again, might feel just so productive. Like you're so motivated. You're getting a lot of shit done. You just have lots of energy to spare and can use that to to get get stuff done and do a lot. Yes. We're going to talk about this a little in the social part, but this is a great time to like talk out a problem like if you're having a problem at work it's easier for your words to come out and Mm. so 
it's just like a great time to talk out a problem that you're having to fulfill your productivity and like keep the ball rolling. Yes. Yeah. So that get, get, gets into kind of your social life. Basically, you're a social butterfly, yes. right? It's an amazing time to go out and have fun and like maybe connect with more people. Yes. Um, new people. New people. It's a great time for communication and collaboration. Yes. Like you said, it's a great time to like ask for a raise or yes. go on a first date or present a big project if you can. Yes. Your libido is super, super high during this time. You're just like wanting to connect, wanting to like communicate and collaborate. And just, I think of like connection is a huge thing during this time. Absolutely. It's also interesting how your pheromones are different. So even if I'm not more interested in my fiance, it's so weird how he's more interested in me. And during like, that time. Yeah. He's more like sexually attracted to me because I'm giving off these certain pheromones. It's like, he knows that I'm ovulating. We're wow. not trying to make a baby or anything, but it's just so much more fun to be sexual during this that phase, time. obviously, because biologically this is the time to make a baby. Yeah. This is like prime time to make a baby. Yes. As far as vulnerabilities go, uh, you can feel super burnt out and ungrounded and drained. I would say I feel that, especially if I didn't take it easy during my cycle. Yep. If I really Ooh, yeah. rested during my cycle, I'm feeling great around ovulation. But if I mm-hmm. was continually pushing myself, I'm not feeling as amazing during ovulation. And then as far as strength goes, again, kind of collaborative, communicative, outgoing energy. Yes, words just come so much easier during this phase. If you ever notice in your luteal phase, you're like, why is my brain and my mouth like not yes. reacting? Whereas during this phase, like you can just talk to everyone and then you sound so great, you sound so smart, like you're more flirtatious. Mm-hmm. Just that communicative aspect of this phase is so on point and makes it so fun. Mm-hmm. I think everyone's favorite phase is ultimately the ovulatory phase because we yeah. all feel amazing. Yeah, we feel really good, especially if you're... Like I said, if you are living in alignment with your cycle yes. and you do allow yourself to have that time for rest, then you yes. feel like this time is super fun. I totally agree. And kind of like you said before, there's all these other aspects that maybe aren't um, like the pheromones. It's not mm-hmm. it's not something that you really are super aware of, but like your your skin, my skin tends to... Yes, it's like it looks, glowy. Yes, it looks so much better during ovulatory time. I feel like my eyes are bright. Mm-hmm. Just like overall feel more like flirtatious and confident fun and confident and like a badass bitch. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. That is the ovulatory energy for sure. Ooh, I love it so much. And then we get into everyone's least favorite, the luteal phase. But honestly, once you understand the luteal phase, you're going to after this you're going to respect it so much more. Yeah, you're going to like it. So after ovulation comes the luteal phase. Your estrogen has a drastic drop, drop signaling, signal, signaling, excuse me, I'm clearly not in my ovulatory phase, <laughs> for the uh, follicle to transform into a whole new gland, literally within 24 hours, called the corpus luteum. And this gland is actually what produces progesterone for you. So progesterone is the dominant hormone during the luteal phase. 
And when this hormone is supported, we can feel calm and relaxed and actually pay more attention to detail in our life. So again, this phase usually gets the bad rap if you experience PMS. So things like mood swings, headaches, acne, bloating, breast tenderness, or any other PMS symptoms. Um, If you don't become pregnant and your egg isn't fertilized during the ovulatory phase, towards the end of the luteal phase the corpus luteum will break down resulting in a drop in progesterone ultimately leading to your menstruation so this phase is approximately day 19 to 28 but again totally varies by individual so when we compare it to the moon this is the waning moon again going from that full big energy back down to lower energy new moon The season is considered fall or autumn of your cycle. So again, progesterone is the dominant hormone during this phase. And you might just feel like how you feel during fall, like cozy, warm. You just want to lay, read a book, just how you kind of feel on a rainy fall day. Even spend your time doing like last minute chores, getting things together and finishing up any last minute projects like before winter takes over. When it comes to food, Um, This one I feel like has the most advice on like um, nutrition food recommendations, especially if you struggle with PMS. Um, So one thing is because your progesterone is higher during this phase, that actually increases your metabolism. So if you're craving more food or wanting to eat more, that is totally normal. I usually eat from 300 to 500 more calories during this phase. And again, it's because your metabolism is higher and you're actually burning more calories during this phase. So you're naturally going to crave more food. Uh, You typically also kind of gravitate towards warming cooked stews and cooked foods because, again, it represents that like fall phase of your cycle. Um, Again, we don't really recommend specific foods. That said, I do think starchy carbs can be super helpful, especially if you're struggling with PMS. We talk about this more in our PMS episode, but those starchy carbs can help prevent that drop in blood sugar and low blood sugar is a key recipe for PMS symptoms. Okay, when it comes to exercise, I feel like so many people have different opinions about exercise during the luteal phase and so some educators say that this is like a more restful phase but I've actually learned it completely opposite and because you're burning more calories and your metabolism is higher it's actually easier to burn calories and build more muscle during this phase because your metabolism is higher so i've learned it that strength training is this is the best time for strength training so things like bar pilates strength training even like power strength yoga all of those things can be super supportive again this actually might not be true for those like few days right before your period because sometimes those few days aren't even worse than your actual period um so again awareness is key follow what your body wants you know your body better than anyone else when it comes to productivity 
this is a huge one for me. When we start to manage our energy instead of managing our time, we become so much more productive and actually find way more joy in our work and life and whatnot. So when we push too hard, especially in this phase, it can actually weaken productivity and totally set up us set us up for burnout. Um, something super common that I see among so many women today. So I know, again, that not everyone can just quit their job or take the whole week off, you know, and just go within and say F this. But when we just acknowledge it and know and acknowledge that we're entering the luteal phase, we can plan ahead, ask for help when we need more help. And just, again, becoming more aware that this is going to, our energy is shifting during this time and that that is okay. Again, this phase usually gets a really bad rap, but honestly, it's really fun. And it's kind of like the nesting phase of like the end of a pregnancy. You can think of a a whole pregnancy as like a really super long luteal phase. And so this is a great time to like organize your life. I don't know if you feel this way, but I definitely feel like I think it's fun to go more inward and spend more time at home and do, I enjoy doing the dishes and laundry more during this phase or like organizing a drawer in my house or like prepping meals in preparation for my menstrual cycle. So I like to think of it as like the completion phase of your cycle when you complete that project that you started in your follicular in your follicular phase. Um, you also pay more attention to detail in this phase. I don't know if you've noticed that. So you can actually like wrap things up in preparation for menstruation. I notice that I tend to clean in this yes. space because I'm just like tidying everything up, cleaning so that when I have my yes. period, I can just chill. Yes. My last cycle, actually, I had like a hardcore cleaning day Yeah, and I was like, okay, that was a lot, but I'm so glad I did it. And then the next day I started my period and I was like, yes, I'm so glad I did that right before. And I just intuitively knew. So when it comes to social life, again, you definitely feel more retractive and wanting to go inward in this phase. I know that I love to spend more time alone during this phase. I have one friend, she knows like not, not to not ask me to hang out, but that if I say no, that she totally respects it and understands Mm -hmm. it because she's like, you live in alignment with your cycle. Um, so spending more time alone or just, again, like you said, mentioned earlier in the menstrual phase, those people who are like super, super close to you. I love hanging out with my fiance and my cats and my mom during this phase. Just those people who you feel really comfortable around. And even you, like you can hang out without that pressure of like having to talk all the time mm-hmm. or just like having someone there beside you. But again, definitely a time to chill, read more books, watch more movies, sleep more. I love sleeping an extra hour, taking a nap during this phase. Totally cool and respected. Again, there are many vulnerabilities during this phase, depending on how you want to look at it, but you might feel more retracted. You might also feel more exhausted, especially if you're like going too hard and doing too much, whether that be throughout the whole cycle or just in this this phase excuse me um yeah you're just gonna you need to honor that and respect that that if you're feeling exhausted take a step back rewind reflect 
and move forward. You can also be more self-critical, definitely during this phase, like Mm. nitpicking everything about your body or your jobs or how you look or your relationships. Again, awareness in this phase is huge. We want to honor where you're at, understand it, realize you're not crazy. There's nothing wrong with you. You're totally fine. I know once you become in your follicular phase, you're going to be like, I am fabulous all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but just awareness and knowing that it's not all on your head, all in your head, and that this too shall pass. Yes. I feel like that's such a quote. So to wrap up, again, your strengths in your luteal phase are it's a great time to complete tasks and organize your life. If your progesterone is strong and supported and you're supporting your PMS symptoms, like we talked about in a previous episode you'll feel more calm relaxed peaceful and definitely i feel less anxious during this phase lastly totally gets a bad rap but i once i actually learned about it and acknowledged it it has totally now become one of my favorite phases in my cycle yeah and for those of you who are struggling more so in your luteal phase the previous episode episode 24 is all about pms and pmdd Go listen to that because that will be so helpful in changing maybe how you feel about your luteal phase. So Bella, I'm curious, uh, what's your favorite part of living in alignment with your cycle? I love this. I've obviously mentioned it earlier a little bit, but just understanding how your energy works and like where you're at. And I feel like a lot of the time in my luteal phase, I felt like I was crazy or like Mm -hmm. something was wrong with me. But just acknowledging like, oh, no, this is totally normal to feel a little bit different. Of course, like super anxious or super depressed or super mood swingy is not normal. But if you're just feeling a little bit off and just acknowledging how my energy shifts and works and structuring my business and my social life around it is just so cool and so fascinating. And I love it. What about you? Yeah, I think same, same to what you said. I also feel like it's given me so much more kindness towards myself. Yes. Because I was the person who was on that like sun cycle where I just would Mm -hmm. get up and go to work every day and do the exact same thing day in and Mm -hmm. day out. Forcing it. Yeah, absolutely forcing it. And now, especially since I have my own business, I'm like, I am not feeling creative. I really don't want to do anything today or... I'm just so much more gentle and kind in knowing like, okay, this makes sense. Like I am in this certain phase. So it's actually okay that I'm not feeling like this because I know in a couple weeks I will be feeling like this, you know, this creative energy come back or whatever. So it has made me so much less stressed and Mm -hmm. given me so much more kindness towards myself. And it's always, it's also just fascinating and, and super super interesting to see how like my mood changes and my energy changes and yeah it's just brings so much awareness and I'm like I wish that all of us were taught this when we were being taught about the menstrual cycle when we were little because it's so helpful and I also think if you are a business owner and if you are Mm -hmm. someone who is an entrepreneur I think it's amazing to know this because again that idea of like You can really plan on certain things. You have more control of your schedule. You can be like, okay, this week I'm doing content creation. And this week I am like collaborating with other people and doing a podcast episode. And then this week I am like wrapping this blog post up and, and 
taking a week off of social media. I know for me on social media, I'm like in my luteal phase. <gasps> yes. I'm like, I don't want to talk to anyone. Don't yep. DM me during this time. That's my first day of my menstrual cycle. I'm like, nope. Cycle day one. Bye. See you in a few days. Right. Yeah. Yep. So I think that's if you do have, if you're an entrepreneur, if you have more control of your schedule mm-hmm. or even if you're a stay-at-home mom or yeah. whatever it is, like knowing if you have a little bit more flexibility, it's fun because you can really live in alignment with your cycle more so than if you do have to go to a nine-to-five job. But even then, yes, like you said, there's so much more you can have control over Prep a lot of things. Prep and plan ahead and just like become aware, ask for help give yourself grace, understand that it's okay and you're going to be okay. Yes. Yes. So fun. I love all of this. Me too. This was so fun. Yes. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, So syncing your nutrition and exercise and productivity and knowing about your strengths and weaknesses should feel super fun and is a fun new way of living. It should not feel stressful. And another thing to do, take what you want from this, come back and listen to it later when you've like you know, made some new changes. Yes. I'm continually working on all of this. It's not something that you just start to do and start to know. I remember when I first learned about the phases, I was like, wait, what is luteal? Yes. Like that can be very hard. My sister still to this day is like, which one is the one right before your period? Yes. (laughs) Yes. So this is, yeah, you'll still have to continue and learn more about it. So again, this doesn't need to be this thing that you have to stress about if you can't plan certain things around certain phases we understand that sometimes you can't take a day off when you first start your period or you can't plan on every social event when you're ovulating Mm -hmm. so one of the most important things to think about when you're living in alignment with your cycle I think the biggest one for me is that you just can't push yourself a hundred percent of the time you cannot expect yourself to do the same thing day in and day out you're a human being you're not a robot Yes. Even men. Yes, absolutely. Yes. There's a time when rest is absolutely essential. Yes. And also that you're not meant to feel the same every nope. single day. And that is a blessing and something yes. that we can flow with and maximize our lives around. So with everything, awareness is the first place to start with all this and honestly can give you so much patience and understanding And give you permission to really lean into how you're feeling throughout your cycle. I love it. Where can people learn more about you? Yeah, so you can find me. I am on Instagram mostly. I am the gut goddess. And you can also find a bunch of free info. Info about my group course and my one-on-one coaching practice on my website. So thegutgoddess.com. I love you. Um, I have a whole blog post on this. It's titled How to Optimize Your Life with Your Cycle. So many people love that blog and get so good. I know you've told me exactly you've told me that before, and so many people comment on it. And so definitely look at that blog. My website is nourishwithbella.com. Super helpful, super insightful. There's tons of information on my website, so you can find me there. If you guys have any questions at all or love or want to chat about this topic, we love chatting with you. So just leave us a review, send us an email, send us a DM. We love chatting. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate you. We'll see you in the next one.